The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Look up to Jesus. You have been looking at the wrong things for too long. You have been looking at men. Don't look at man. Look up to God. You have been looking to men and every time you look up to man, what you are telling God is you've moved your trust from God to men. And the Bible says that cursed is any man who put his trust in man. The Bible says that chariots are prepared for war, but the victory comes from the Lord. You do your preparation, prepare, but the victory ultimately comes from God, not from man. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're about to do in our midst. Holy Spirit, take absolute control. Reveal yourself unto us in a unique way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you're welcome to service tonight. Uh, Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I read, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Uh, I'm starting a new series of teaching that I believe is very vital and critical for the times that we're living in. Uh, We're living in a very uh, draconious times where uh, there's so much fear There's so much fear in the atmosphere. Uh, It's not just in this country alone. It's not just in the UK alone. But it's the entire world. Uh, We don't have to mention the name of what is happening for you to know what is happening. Everybody knows what is happening. And it's important for us as Christians to realign ourselves and walk in faith because without faith it is impossible to please God. Amen. So I'm starting a new teaching series as long as the Holy Spirit will permit us, probably two part probably four part maximum that I believe it will be able to help us refocus 
as children of God. So I've titled it, Looking Unto Jesus. Looking Unto Jesus, and this is part one. Looking Unto Jesus, and this is part one. At every point in your life, you are looking at something. That's why what you look at determines what you are gravitated towards. That's why God has given us two eyes. So it's important what we look at. As a matter of fact, you write this down, whatever you focus on in life magnifies, be it negative or positive. Whatever you focus on in life magnifies, be it negative or positive. So that means if you focus on negativity, negativity will be magnified in your life. If you focus on positivity, positive things will increase in your life. Whatever you focus on increases in your life. Amen? So that's why it's important what we are looking at in these times is very critical because if you look at the wrong things, the wrong things will be attracted into your life. So the scripture we read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now that is very critical. The great cloud of witnesses there represents those who have gone ahead of us. Those who have gone ahead of us have also gone through draconious times. They've also gone through challenging times. You are not the only one that is going through the challenging times. They have also been through it. So the Bible says that we have been surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. The witnesses are present to show us as a testimony that if they went through it, you can also go through it. Amen? If they've been through it and survived it, you can also go through it. So the Bible says that therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. This is critical. Let us lay aside every weight. Why? Because when you are living in times like this and you carry more weight, the weight slows you down. What is the weight there? The weight there has to do with worry. Most of the times we worry about what we can't change. Worry is a weight. What's happening around us is a weight. Shall I go to work? Shall I not go to work? 
Shall I go to church? Shall I not go to church? Will somebody cough around me? Will somebody sneeze around me? Are you following me? It's a weight. It's a weight. And if you're not careful, you become paranoid. Are you following me? So it's a weight. It's a weight on countries across the world. You can't be a Christian and be scared of dying. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. So what are you scared of? What are you scared of? You can't be scared of death. People who are Christians who are scared of death are selfish Christians. Amen? So the Bible says that we must lay aside every weight. Lay aside that weight, the weight of worry. Your worrying can't change anything. Lay it aside. Lay aside every weight, every weight of worry, every weight of fear, every weight of being scared. Lay that weight aside. For we already have a cloud of witnesses that have been through this. We were brought out of Egypt. And in Egypt, there were 10 plagues that were more serious than what you are seeing now. There were plagues that were destroying them left, right, center. Talk about plagues. The spirit of death started going from house to house. The angel of death started going from house to house and killing the firstborns of the Egyptians. That was a weight. Now all you have to do is obey God's word. God's word says as a child of God, slaughter a, a, a goat or a sheep. After you have eaten, put the blood on your doorpost. When I see the blood, I will pass over. If you don't obey his instructions, then you become a casualty. You become part of the Egyptians. Are you following me? So your part is to make sure you are in line with God's word. Once you do the word, you will not be scared. So he said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. This weight is a sin. What you worry about, do you know what sin is? Do you know what sin is? Sin is anything done without faith. So today, if you ate your food not in faith, you have sinned. That's a simple definition of sin. So if you start worrying, then you're walking in sin. You are telling God, God can protect you. I had a very interesting statistics when this thing began that in South Korea, I'm not aware what the statistics are now, but in South Korea, there were 200,000 Christians that were affected by this virus. 200,000. 
And out of the 200,000, only 53 had died. Only 53. But in Italy, where there was less than a thousand infected, or what, 10,000, let's say 10,000 infected, nearly 800 had died. Now, what's the difference? Those South Koreans are praying. As a matter of fact, the largest church in the entire world is in South Korea. They are praying. So prayer works. Just be prayerful. Don't carry any weight and start thinking, oh, am I? They said um, in Germany, nearly 70% of the population is going to contract the virus, 70%. That's not the time if they start giving us, now technically as we're speaking now, there are about 10,000 people infected, but only about 500 and something have been diagnosed. So there could be somebody by your door who has it, who doesn't know they have it. Are you following what I'm saying? So are you now going to worry about these statistics and say, oh, they say 10,000. Am I part of the 10,000? Or if you're in Germany, am I part of the 70%? Why are you worrying? Don't you believe God can take care of you? It's not a coincidence that crossover, the message the Holy Spirit gave me to preach on is overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And I gave you detailed steps how to be overshadowed. And we even went into by reading Psalm 91. Many churches, many pastors are now reading Psalm 91. We started from crossover. By then, this thing had never happened. And I told you the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. So why are you scared? If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you shouldn't be scared. Hallelujah. Lay aside the weight, the weight of worry. You worry too much. Why are you worrying about what you can't change? And as a result of the worry, some of you can't even sleep properly. It has affected your sleep pattern. Why are you worrying? Why are you worrying? You're wondering, if I go to the supermarket, will I get food to buy? Don't hold. God told the children of Israel, he said, don't stop the manna for two days, just for one day. I, this thing that is, it's already up. We've, we've been through it. We've, we've, God knows how to protect his own. Are you following what I'm saying? The scriptures are clear. What is going on is a devourer. It's a devourer. And you know what protects you from the devourer. Yeah. You love God. You serve in the house of God. You are a soul winner. You are a tither faithfully. The devourer will pass over. God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You are in covenant with him. 
Are you following what I'm saying? So don't allow these things to, to put weight on you. He said, let us run with endurance. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So run your race. There's a race set before you. Your race is you are going to die at 120 years old. Solid. No doubt about that. Are you following what I'm saying? So run your race. 120 years old, strong, solid, preaching the gospel as a testimony to the world. So run your race. Tell somebody, run your race. Sorry, say, Pastor, do you not know what's happening? Italy is shut down. Italy is closed. UK, uh, US is shut. All planes coming from Europe. Run your race. Somebody say, run your race. So long as you are part of this church, you are exempted. I say you are exempted from any virus. It can't come near you. It cannot come near you. It can't come near you. If it comes, before it comes close to your proximity, it will fall down and die. Are you following me? Don't fear it's time to boost your faith. Boost your faith. Let your faith be strong. Glory be to God. When you wake up in the morning, speak to yourself, speak to your surrounding. I am overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. I am under his covering. I am under his covering. I am under his shelter. I am under his his feathers, his, his love, his banner over me is love. You are covered. I said you are covered. Does that mean, Pastor, I shouldn't follow the guidelines that are being given out? No, that's not what I'm saying. Follow the guidelines. Wash your hands. Whatever you have to do. When you sneeze, catch it. Bin it, whatever you have to do, all of those things in addition to your spiritual covering. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't panic in this church. Amen. I'm not panicking. I've never panicked as a matter of fact. I've never, I'm telling you, I have never panicked. Never. They said, Pastor, are you praying? Do you think anybody in this church will die? No, nobody will die in this church. <laughs> why should I pray? God has shown me your end, so why should I pray? Paul was on the, on the ship with some people, and the angel of the Lord stood beha- beside him the night before, before they embarked on the journey. And when they went on the journey, there was so much storm. And the men were about to jump off into the sea, in the middle of the sea. And Paul said, men and brethren, an angel of the Lord stood by me last night. 
and said to me that on this journey there shall be no loss. He said the sheep will break, the sheep will scatter, the sheep will be destroyed, but there shall be no loss of life. I prophesy to you as a servant of God who carries the grace of God that there shall be no loss of life in this commission. Say a good amen. There shall be no loss of life in this church. In the name of Jesus. So, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, the Bible says that all of these inclusive is a looking unto Jesus. So that means we take our eyes off all of these things that are going around and who do we look unto? Who do we look unto? Who do we look unto? Looking unto Jesus. Why? Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who is an author? Somebody who begins. He is the beginner of your faith. He is the end of your faith. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. Somebody say with me, I am looking unto Jesus. Say like you mean it. Say, I am looking unto Jesus. You are not saying it convincingly. Say, I am looking unto Jesus. Who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. It's a for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Write this down. Or this, this is a question for you. What or who are your eyes looking onto? What or who are your eyes looking onto? Who are you looking on to? Are you looking on to the scientific evidence? Oh, that's good. Are you looking at all the economic evidence? Somebody is holding their head, oh, my pension. Oh, my pension is wiped off. Who are you worrying about tomorrow? For tomorrow will take care of its own. Jesus said, don't invest on this earth where wrath and moth will destroy. Invest in heaven. Have an heavenly investment. For God says, I will never put you to shame. That's a heavenly investment. Why don't you trust him? He knows how to use ravens to take care of you. In the midst of famine, he can use ravens. Do you know what ravens represent? Ravens represent the most selfish birds. That means he can use selfish systems to feed you. Say a good amen. God can use selfish, I'm telling you, people. I've seen them. I remember when we had our first... Our first child, our firstborn. 
God started using selfish people to feed us. Selfish people bought us caught, baby caught. These were, I know people who they have money, they always say, I don't have. You know, some people, they are like stone. They are Mr. or Mrs. Armstrong. <laughs> you check their bank balance, they have 900,000 pounds there. You ask, oh, can I have 20 pounds? I don't have. I just saw 900,000 pounds reflecting in your bank account. Why are you not receiving it? <laughs> you are not receiving the 900,000 pounds in your bank account or you don't see it happening. Yeah. As a matter of fact, some of you, by the time the clock turns midnight tonight, your bank balance is changing. <laughs> it's changing upwards. Say a good amen. I said it's changing upwards. Upwards and forever. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Very selfish people. God used them to just flow into us. I have never lacked. Never. Never lacked. Because I'm always on God's radar. Always following his word. Always obeying him. I can never lack. Never lack. Never lack. I can never lack. You can never lack. I said you can never walk in lack. I was in a shop somewhere this week and I bought some things and then I go to the till, scan everything and then this one is not going through and then the lady at the till said, call somebody on the till, come, come. I said, it's okay. This is for you. It's free. Yeah, in the UK? Free? I said, wow. I said, wow. You can never lack. One of these days I'll be in the car showroom and I'll buy two and they say number three and four and five free. Take and go. So when I'm going, I'll call you. Come, let's go. By the time we come out of that showroom, we'll have ten, ten cars with us. Glory be to God. I can never lack unusual favor. Unusual favor. When you're on God's radar, unusual favor follows you. I'm telling you, unusual favor. So why are you worrying? Why are you worrying? Why, why do you worry? Look up to Jesus. You have been looking at the wrong things for too long. You have been looking at men. Don't look at man. Look up to God. You have been looking to men and every time you look up to man, what you are telling God is you've moved your trust from God to men. 
And the Bible says that cursed is any man who put his trust in man. The Bible says that chariots are prepared for war, but the victory comes from the Lord. You do your preparation, prepare, but the victory ultimately comes from God, not from man. Why are your eyes on men? Why are you looking to man? Man is not your rewarder. God is your rewarder. Change your focus. Many of us, when we were, wherever we were, we were looking up to abroad for help. You don't look to abroad for help. You look up above for help. David said, I look up to the hills from whence comes my help. He said, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Your help doesn't come from man. Stop looking at men. Every time you look up to man, they'll fail you. They'll tell you, sit here. Ten minutes I'm coming. You sit there ten hours. So what or who are you are your eyes looking unto? Psalm one, two, three, from verse one to three. It said, Unto you I lift up my eyes. O you who dwell in the heavens. So you know who that is. That's God Almighty. It said, Unto you I lift up my eyes. Not unto man, not unto any nation, not unto any economy. Not unto any, any mortal man, but unto you I lift up my eyes. Oh, you who dwell where in the heavens. Verse 2, very key. It says, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters. Now, why do the eyes of the servants look to the hands of their masters? Because the masters feeds the servants. Do you get it? The, the servant's feeding must come from the hand of the master. The hand represents provision. So it says, as the eyes of the servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. So, the servants look up to the hands of their masters. The maids look up to the hands of their mistress. But we, we look up to the Lord. We don't look up to men. We don't look up to our bosses. We don't look up to the economy. We don't look up to nations. We look up to who? To God. It says, so our eyes look to the Lord until he has mercy on us. That means until you receive mercy, you don't shift your eyes. <clears throat> Are you following me? Your eyes must remain on him until he shows you mercy. You don't shift. You don't shift your eyes. You don't blink your eyes. You keep looking. 
You keep looking unto him and say, Father, I'm looking up unto you. Because my eyes are not in the systems of this world. My eyes are not on the economies of this world. My eyes are on you, O Lord. Bishop Oedipo said, God said to him one day, don't claim to look up to men and pretend you are looking up to me. He said, God said to him, can you, can, can you make your eyes look up and down at the same time? He said, try it. So, if you are looking down represent you're looking at man. Looking up means you're looking up to God. Can you make one eye look up and then the other one look down? Is it possible? <laughs> look up to God. Don't look up to men claiming you are looking up to God. Daddy Gio said when he started the ministry, for years, he was living in a small rented room. For years, the church was growing. He prayed one day, he said, God, I want to buy only one small room for me and my wife and our children. It's not happening for years. He kept praying, he prayed and prayed and prayed. People would come, he would dedicate their houses. They will call him, come and dedicate this house. Big houses. He'll go and say, Father, when are you going to give me my... He said, the reason why I'm not... God said to him that the reason why I'm not giving you a house is because I'm going to give you a city. <laughs> God said to him, what do you want? A house or a city? Today, when you go to the redemption cup, it's more than a city. Don't think God will ever put you to shame. Who are you looking up to? You've been looking up to men for too long. Change your location. Stop looking up to that man. There are some husbands who are very I'm strong. Every time your, ha- your wife asks you for money, I don't have. And be careful what you say. When you say you don't have, you won't have. When your wife asks you for money, say, oh, how much, baby? Don't. You want 10,000? Only 10,000? Ah, come on, baby. I'll make it 15,000. My baby is watching. You only want 25,000? Come on, baby. I'll make it 127,000 for you. Is that all you want? Ah, there's more. Don't be Mr. Armstrong. And whilst I'm there, there are some women, they hide their money. <laughs> There are some wives, their money is like uh, it's, a, it's a hidden cockroach. A cockroach that is never revealed. May God have mercy on you from today. 
Shout a louder amen now. Write this down. Who you look to determines your source of strength in times of challenges. Who you look to determines your source of strength in times of challenges. So it's important for us to look after God because he's our source of strength. He's our source of strength. God is our source of strength. God is our source of strength. In times of weakness, we draw closer to him. In times of weakness, we draw closer to him. We draw nearer to him. We keep asking him, Lord, strengthen me. Because he becomes your only source. Because he becomes your only source. And as you continue to plug into him, he continues to strengthen you. He continues to strengthen you. He continues to strengthen you until you become very strong. In the midst of challenges, draw your strength from God. This is the time where the church must draw its strength from God. This is not the time to preach panicking messages. This is men of God, women of God across the world. This is not the time to preach panicking messages. Can you zoom into that thing? Do you know how to zoom? Yeah, okay, yeah. Men and women of God across the world, this is not the time to preach panicking messages. For God does not answer prayers that are, has its roots in panic. God only answers prayers that has its root in faith. Christians across the world, this is not the time to panic. This is the time to rise up and pray. Amen? It's the time to cover the world. This is the time where the world must see the distinction, the difference between the Egyptians and the children of God. This is the time. This is not the time to fear. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't wait on a president or on a prime minister. Wait on the Holy Spirit. Wait on God for direction. Wait on God for the next step. Wait on God for what to do. There's too much panic going on in the world. Too much panic. Hallelujah. Remember this year I told you that some of you will be walking around and your shadows will be healing people. This is the time where you are walking and somebody has this virus and your shadow will heal them. I had a testimony of a man of God who said he was preaching somewhere and then his tummy was, you know, was playing up and he raised a song so that he could 
quickly rushed to the toilet. He raised his son, gave the mic to the pastor. Whilst he was going to the toilet, a certain woman hit him whilst he was rushing to the toilet. And by the time he finished the toilet and he came back, the woman came to testify that I've been going through this situation for years. The moment you hit me, that situation stopped. So what am I saying? Even in your weakness, God can use that weakness to heal people around you. That's why we are Christians. We are Christians. We must look unto Jesus. Amen? Amen. No fear. 366 times in the Bible or 365 times in the Bible, it says, do not fear. Thou shalt not fear. So take one pill of no fear a day. No fear. No fear. Amen? Hallelujah. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 the Bible says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by what? By faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Because you are a child of God. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. So you can't have in between Fear. You must walk by faith. You don't go about scared. Amen. We walk by what? By faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. It says, but the just shall live by his faith. This is very important. The just shall live by his faith, not my faith, his faith. His faith. No matter how you love your children, you love your husband, you love your wife, you can't eat for them. Amen? When it's dinner time, you have to take the food and put it in your mouth yourself. So the Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. So what are you living by? You can't live by my faith. You have to live by your own faith. And so if you don't have faith, how can you live? And how does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and continuous hearing the word of God. So if you don't hear the word of God, you won't live by faith and faith will not come into you. If all you want to listen to is news, fear, news, fear, news, you live by fear. So you must live by faith. The just shall live by his faith. Her own faith, not my faith, your faith. Don't say, oh, my pastor has faith. No. You must have your own faith. 
You must have your own faith. It's a time for you to have your own faith. Don't rely on my faith. I'll use my faith for myself. Now I'm teaching you how to use your faith for yourself. I'm showing you how to get faith. You get faith by going into the word. That's why you can't be a member of this church and not read my books and not listen to my messages. You don't have faith. I'm not saying don't listen to others. Listen to others. But the primary person you must constantly listen to is me. The Bible says, Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. My sheep hears my voice. My sheep hears my voice and they know my voice. And the voice of other, they will not hear. So, if you are in this church, you don't read my books, you don't listen to my messages, you're not my sheep. You say, oh, pastor, pastor, I'm your pastor. Read all about it, pastor, pastor, I'm your pastor. No, I'm not. My sheep knows my voice. And the voice of another, they will not follow. We don't sell anything in this church. Everything is free. Free podcast. Free books. Free whatever messages. Free. Is there? Free. You don't want to listen. How are you going to have faith? So the just must live by his faith. Romans 1.17 The just shall live by faith. Galatians 2.20 For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Therefore I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. It says for the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. It says now the just shall live by faith. So we live by what? We live by what? Faith. That's what we have to live by. When you live by faith, you are looking up to Jesus. But when you live by fear, you are looking up to what's going on around you. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus some praise. I think we can do better in receiving the word and giving God praise for the word. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet.
Why don't you talk to God to strengthen your faith? The Bible says that when the Son of Man come, will he find faith on the earth? It says, Lord, strengthen our faith. Lord, strengthen our faith. Ask the Lord to strengthen your faith. Ask the Lord to strengthen your faith. Father, strengthen my faith. Strengthen my faith, Lord. Strengthen my faith. Strengthen my faith. Help me to move my eyes from looking at men to looking at you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are my helper. Holy Spirit, you are my comforter. Holy Spirit, you are my strengthener. Holy Spirit, you are my advocate. Help me to look up unto you. Help me to look up unto you. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we gather tonight knowing that you have done great and mighty things for us. Thank you for your word. Give greater insight and greater understanding to your word to your people. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Help us to look up unto you and you alone. Help us not to allow the storm to shift our focus. Like in the wilderness, Moses lifted up the firing serpent. And when the children of Israel looked up to the serpent, they were not beaten. Father, the serpent in the wilderness represents Jesus in today's world. Jesus is the only answer for the world today. That's why we lift up Jesus on high. For he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we lift you up on high. Jesus, we exalt you in this land. We exalt you in the world. We lift up your name. Let this situation cause many from across the globe begin to seek you like never before. Let many come to the saving knowledge of Christ. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Well, good news. This Sunday, I have released my faith that this altar from that end to that end will be filled with souls. I have released my faith that this Sunday God is bringing multitudes from every corner 
that this Sunday from that end to that end will be full of souls giving their life to Christ. Now hold on. This is your part. We are going to partner with God. You and I are going to step out. Last week Sunday when I stepped out to invite some people to church, I encountered the Samaritans. You remember the Samarians who said, we have nothing to do with you. And I said, Holy Spirit, you have empowered me to be a witness. So I want you to step out. And two of my Samaritans are coming to church this Sunday. I'm believing God for more. I want you to step out. Today is Thursday. You have Friday. You have Saturday. I'm begging you with the message of God. Don't come to church alone on Sunday. Minimum each week, you have five people that you talk to almost every day without a doubt. Is that true? Minimum five people. That I want to encourage you, please, this Sunday, ask them to come to church with you. Even if you are not going to come to church, you ask them to come. Amen. And let's trust God that from that end to that end it will be filled with souls. And I want you to be praying for this Sunday service. I'm believing God with all my heart. Amen. I've released my faith and I believe God will honor my faith. Now I want you to also release your faith by stepping out and inviting someone to church this Sunday. And God will bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Last but not the least, please notice, ask a church for any form of information. If you are not sure whether we are having service or not, it will be on the church website or on our Facebook page. But until you hear that, we'll be having service every Sunday and every weekday. Amen? Amen. I said we'll be having service every Sunday and every weekday because we have put in place structure so, you know, we have, what do we have at the door? Alcohol gel, antibacterial gel. When you come into church, Wash your hands nicely. If you notice, we stopped doing go around, give someone a high five long ago before this happened. The Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Amen. So, wash your hands nicely. Come in, we have service, we go. But until that, we'll let you know we're having service every Sunday, every Thursday, every Sunday, every Thursday, if there's any change, it will be on the church website. So always go on the church website, solutionchapel.org, every day, and go to where it says latest news. If there's any update at all about our services, it will be there. And anyway, our website is full of materials that will be a blessing to you. So make sure you are there. Amen. 
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.